This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. When it comes down to it, what are we at our core? We are North American waterfowl. Welcome to another episode of the North American Waterfowler Podcast. My name is Elliot, and today we are on location. I am with my buddies Matt and Philip. We are on a hunt trip that we've been anticipating for quite a while. We've just finished our day one hunt, and so we're going to talk about our experience here. We're in this Airbnb, what it's like to be on a hunt trip for three or four days where you just just living duck hunting and what that's like, and I'm just kind of go through our our hunts. Before we do that, I want to remind you to, if you're looking for waterfowl equipment, fabrand.com, go and take a look at what they've got, decoys, bags, you name it, fabrand.com with the code FDH10 will get you 10% off. Also, Onyx Hunt, this whole trip, is been all around Onyx. If you're not using Onyx, you're not getting your full potential in waterfowl hunting. You can send each other pins. You can send each other whole folders. Yesterday, before we went on this, I was sitting beside Matt on the couch, and I sent him an entire folder of all my pins of the route I was planning on taking um, as we boated around. It's just it'll revolutionize your waterfowl hunting for sure. Onyx hunt and Ducklander Calls, Bobby Hayes' organization. If you're looking for a duck call, that's where you want to get it. we got dogs vomiting in the background. <coughs> Which Whose dog? Phil, is that your dog vomiting or my dog? Yeah, Georgie, yeah, that's my dog. Yeah, my dog's vomiting in the background. My dog will go clean it up. <laughs> <laughs> so don't, don't forget to frequent the partners. So this hunt trip we have been planning, Matt and I were talking, and I think we started planning this in June. Right, Matt? That's right. Yeah, it's the end of June. You guys know Matt. He was the winner of the first ever freelance duck hunting 
Patreon, Duck Hunt Podcast, Hunt Giveaway, and now we're hunting together about every year. Yeah, it's awesome. Right. It's been real nice. And then Philip Boyles, he is a, a personal friend of mine. I actually met him through my wife, my wife and his wife, and we've hunted together. He is a duck decoy carver, a woodsman, woodcraft. Is that what you call it, Phil? Yeah, craftsman. Woodcraftman. Better term. And actually, um, he made me a decoy in memory of Izzy with some of her hair in the decoy, and I've used that before. So a um, little intro to those guys. We're just going to talk about our hunt today. Um, Matt, why don't you talk a little bit, we talked previously about the buildup to a hunt like this. And so kind of go through kind of your mental preparation of this and, and also your logistical travel to get to this location. We are hunting up north on the Missouri river. I'm not going to give you the actual exact details of where we're at, but we're up north on the Missouri river. So just kind of go through your mental game and actually logistic layout to get you up here. Well, I guess starting out so so i live just north of baltimore maryland um so um one of the things when we talked about this where we were going is the the lack of uh people everywhere uh so for me that that was a, a big thing um uh, and and really one of the reasons i was excited to come here um so in the Summertime, uh, we started talking about it, and, and it felt like it was, it still felt like it was forever away, where it was right. like, yeah, 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 that's great. We're going to do that. Sounds good. Um, and then the last month or two, it's just been on my calendar. Like, I cannot wait. And and it's just been one of those things where it's so nice to have the anticipation of having something that you're like, well, I'm going to do that, and that's all I'm doing. And, you know, for me, it's like I get to put the email outbound message that's like, do not bother me. <laughs> I'm not going to answer your emails. <laughs> like, don't right. don't expect a, uh, a call right back because I'm out of town and I'm really out of town. So um, so that's been that's been awesome. So I I uh, kind of tagged this trip on. I was already going to Chicago for um, a conference, uh, business-wise, and then flew from Chicago to uh, Omaha, and then from there did you know? It, I didn't do trains, but I did you know planes and automobiles to get here. So and right. a boat today, and a boat. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so it's been planes, trucks, and boats. Right. And I just can't imagine we were talking about this today because you were saying you, you live around Baltimore and everywhere you go, it's just packed with people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, to, to take it to hunting, the the level of pressure even here, which was, you know, it, it could have been uh, something where there were people everywhere. It's just, it, it's hard to explain to someone from the central flyway where you know, like there's people everywhere. Yeah. There are people everywhere. There's hunters everywhere too. Yeah. Um, because there's a small amount of land. I mean, that's, that's mm -hmm. preserved. You know, it's like if there's, if you go up and down the 95 corridor, which, you know, on the East coast, it's like, it, it's just one big city suburban sprawl from 
probably Boston through down past Richmond, Virginia. See, I couldn't handle that. I, I, I just can't. When I go into, I mean, because I live in the greater Kansas City metropolitan area, and you can go into areas where there's lots of people. In the suburban sprawl, I mean, Kansas City is not like Baltimore, but it's not small. And you can go to downtown and where there's just, you're constantly weaving in and out of traffic and traffic signs and everything. But where I live, I live in a little a country spot. But for me, even when I come to a place like this with such a low population density, it feels relaxing to me. I just can't imagine. You go months without ever being a considerable distance from people, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So this has to just feel 100%. like a, oh, it's amazing. Like being on the moon. It's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And I, one of the things, so like in a nerdy way, you know, I was just looking forward to, we, we can't see the stars around us. I mean, we see a dozen stars, you know, the brightest ones, but that's it. Right. So just getting out where you can see the stars, you can see the Milky Way, you can see the satellites flying over. Mm-hmm. It's nice. I mean, it's just, it's a whole different thing. Yeah. Shooting stars. Yeah. We got a big old full moon this weekend. Yeah, that's true. Of course, we haven't been able to see it yet because it's been all cloudy, but this is day, the end of day one. We we, were, we got in yesterday and then um, hunted today. So we still have two, maybe three hunt days left. So we're just at the beginning of this trip. So this was originally supposed to be my dad fumble mitts myself and Matt, but my dad just felt like at his age, it's not something he wanted to take on. And so Philip and I have hunted a few times together. We've hung out, our wives are friends. We've gone on hunt test stuff together. And so, and I had been meaning to actually, we hadn't hunted together for a while. So this is just a, a good fit for Phil, Philip to come on. So, um, you know, talk about our journey that we took. So Matt was flew into Omaha and got a rental and drove up here and then talk about our journey, Phil. Sure, yeah. Couldn't wait. It's, uh, I think, what was it, like three weeks ago, two weeks ago? You asked yeah, me? You, you took you took it up a, pretty much last second. Yeah. And I, you jumped on it. <laughs> I jumped on it. I thought, man, you know, I don't get these opportunities that often. Yeah. And this is a new area. I'd never been up here, and I was just excited to see something new, and it has not disappointed. We, right. You know, it's been just amazing you know just to be up here but yeah i've been i've been counting the hours man to get out of work and (laughs) and get up here and just uh hang out with you guys and shoot some birds and watch the clouds go by or Mm -hmm. as today it was uh what three to four inches of snow fell on it was an interesting hunt um, for sure so it was it was fun and we we what was it? Six about six hours driving for us to get here. So yep, you know, Phil showed up at my house right after work, and we jumped in the truck and drove up here. Matt got here first, and we met. And I don't know what. How would you guys describe the Airbnb that we're staying? Who wants to describe it? I like it. It's a real fancy pole bar. That, that's what I was going to say. I was like, it's a pole building, but yeah. it's fancy. But like, yeah. but it's a fancy version. It's very comfortable. It is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In the front room, you've got a TV, two nice couches, and then two sets of bunk beds. And those bunk beds are really tall. Really tall. I slept up yeah. there. I really enjoyed sleeping up there last night. Did you? All right. Yeah. It's probably why I was farting so bad all night. <laughs> <laughs> that is the truth. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah! 
I wish that was a joke. Have you have you ever seen a dog really fart bad so bad they learn, turn around and look at their right, butt? Right, they're just yeah. like, what in the... That's yeah. how I was last night. I had some farts. I'm like, wow! That was aggressive. Wow, man! That's impressive. <laughs> you could do that without actually sewing <laughs> But you've got the two bunk beds. You've got another room with another set of bunk beds, and a, and Phil's got the what's that? A queen? It's a king. king. Oh you, wow! I tell you, my wife asked me, "How did you sleep last night with Ruby?" And I said, "Well, considering I'm in a king size bed, I spent three quarters of the night with a lab half on me. <laughs> you know, it's like so. Tonight we're gonna we're gonna strategize a little more. I mean." She does not get to sleep on the bed at home. Yeah. You know, so I'm spoiling her a little bit. So she just snuggling right up to you, not oh, giving yeah, me any space? Oh, yeah, man. She was all over me. Georgie got the lower bunk all to herself. and she Now, the interesting thing about Phil's dog, um, so Georgie comes from, as you guys know, Flatliner Kennels, Chris Jobman's organization. And Georgie's dad is Flash, which is the number one dog out of Flatliner Kennels right now, one of the best dogs in North America. But so Chris always has like his top dog and Flash actually replaced Jet, who had a tragic death. Were they at the Grand when that happened? Yeah, he had just passed his ninth Grand. And he flipped his his stomach flipped in the kennel. Yeah. And he just it was a tragic, tragic death. This was Chris's number one top dog. So when Chris has his number one top dog, it's like his car dog, his truck dog. It's like his dog. Mm -hmm. He was broken hearted about. Yeah, I would imagine. Right, about Jet dying. So Ruby is a daughter of Jet. Georgie's a daughter of Flash. So both Uh, of them come from Flatlander Kennel's legendary dogs. I mean, there's like four. If you tell Chris, like, name your dogs, he'll go through a list of about four or five dogs. Georgie's dad and Ruby's dad are both on that list. Mm -hmm. So it's like a rare. And Jet passed the ground nine times. Flash just passed his sixth. So, I mean, Jet is like a Hall of Fame. In the, in North America, you do not get dogs better than this. So, we've got some good bloodlines. Yeah, my, uh, Ruby came out of uh, Big Cottonwood. He, right. he was a breeder. But, mm-hmm. you know, they're, Grant Hatch. They're pretty close to each other and mm-hmm. work together. And so, uh, yeah, she's, she's amazing. We, we love her a lot. Yeah, she's awesome. So... We showed up last night and we got to our place and and I, I just if you guys have never been on a hunt trip, there is it's just the best thing in the world. You get three, four, five days and just like your whole mission in life is just to waterfowl hunt. There's just no worries. It's like all of your life worries just fade away and it's just a centralized goal. Yeah. We even drove forty five miles an hour. To the restaurant tonight, and we weren't even in a hurry. Yeah, we're not even in a hurry. <laughs> Went to the huge <laughs> town that was like 1,800 total people in the whole town. Biggest town around. And it was snowy and icy, so. Yeah. We just had to poke Matt a little bit. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Safety first. All right, there you go. I'm glad to be back alive. Right, right. <laughs> so the hunt, we had... I have not hunted this area since 2015 and actually my freelance duck hunting, I think it's like video seven or eight or I don't know, but I've got two videos from this location from season number one. 
and I've been wanting to come back ever since. And this this area is just unbelievably interesting, unbelievably unique. Um, it's definitely big boat territory. You're not coming up here and walking in. You're not kayaking in. Um, it's just a cool place. So we had done all sorts of e-scouting on Onyx and we had an idea. It's like day one, we really want to, we don't want to go in in the dark. We could have probably tried that, but it's like this huge front came in, which I mean, we're really up here a little bit early um, for the, for this area, but we, the, the storm of the century rolling and, and cold weather pouring down. It's still October. And I mean, we had a bunch of snow today, which we'll, which we'll talk about. So the plan was to get at the boat ramp right at, sun, at sunrise and put the boat on. I had a path that I had marked out on on X that we were going to follow this path. And just, I don't know, we were going to see what we saw. And if we wanted to set up, we we're going to set up. And today was just kind of a, a learning day. So Matt, can, can you kind of describe the boat ride in or any impressions you have of like, the boat right in, what what you saw, just your well, impressions. Sure. Um, well, first, I, I guess there were probably 30 to 40 trucks. Yeah. At, at, I was counting as I walked, launch. and I thought it was about 30, 35. Well, okay. 20 in the lower room. Yeah. Right. So, um, so, I mean, normally you see that many trucks and it's like well i've never well one i've never seen that many trucks at, yeah. at a boat ramp. Like, <laughs> Me neither. but but fine we saw that many and i thought well it's gonna be just crawling the teeming with people yeah um but we put the boat in um and you know it's kind of an interesting area because there's there's a there's a river with some you know there was some current and then we got back into some channels um, that were real tight, right. you know, and it was like, you, you've got a mud motor, which was necessary. I mean, it was, mm -hmm. you needed to have that to get back into some of the places that we got back into. Um, but we got back into some places and it felt like there was no one around for miles. Yeah. Which was amazing. Which was amazing. Still I mean, mind boggling. 30, 35 trucks and you know and, it was, and we were you know all i don't know a, a mile away from 35 trucks but it, but felt like we we're the only people there yeah yeah with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Uh, and we that were, was... We were like, man, that spotlight's good. Oh, that spotlight's good. You know, we were just... Yeah. Really enjoying it. I kept thinking we were seeing decoys, but they were coots. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Where it was like, oh, that's somebody hunting over there. There's a thousand like, or two coots in there. So yeah. this is a pretty massive area, and I had three using Onyx. I made Onyx. You can um, draw lines, and then you can save that line. It'll tell you how far it is, and then as you're traveling, you can hold open your app and, and follow your course. And so I had three different routes lined up, and the first route was a seven mile route. And on that route, I think I had 15 pins of possible spots we might be able to set up on that route. And I thought, after I saw that many trucks, I had assumed that pretty much every pin would have someone in it. Mm -hmm. And we went down this first little cut, we turned in, and we did see someone in there. But even though we saw someone, there was a big area, and we still couldn't set up in there without a problem. Oh, yeah. But I'm like, you know what, let's just keep going. And there was some... There was some ducks flying, not not like ducks everywhere, but you could hear shooting go off, a good amount of shooting going off. And you could see ducks flying, enough ducks, like, okay, there's birds being shot, there's birds in the air. And so we kind of went into the first cut and there was a group there. So let's just keep going, let's keep going. So we went into the second cut and no one in this, this is a pretty expense, expansive little area with cuts and little pools and and we just, I, I kept assuming as we went back into this, we would run into someone else and we just never did. And we got clear back in there. There's ducks flying around. We kicked up probably 50, 60 ducks from this little hole. And it's like, well, by this time it's like 930 or I don't know if it's that it, late. It's no, it was about that. that. Yep. And yep. we're like, Hey, let's, let's just go ahead and set up and, and, and give it a try. I, I like I said, I just assumed that all my pins were going to have people because there was 35 boats in the lot. Um, but I, from that point on, we didn't hear a shot anywhere close to us. We didn't see anybody. I mean, it just felt like we were the only people out there at 35 boats in the parking lot. It was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> this place just absorbs people. Yeah. It's, I mean, I was able to shoot a coot limit and with, <laughs> with really no, no problem. No problem at all. <laughs> now, a one man. One. <laughs> <laughs> shot a one man. It was a three pack. You shot a one. Man. I shot a one. <laughs> so now there are a lot of cat cattails. There's a lot of fragmites, and when you get into the cat cattails or the fragmites, it's about knee deep. But then my experience of this place is when you get out in the main pools, it's about waist deep, maybe even a little bit higher. It's a little bit difficult to navigate. But this place it was about waist deep. So we set up um, a couple dozen mallards, half dozen gadwall, half dozen pintail, a couple dozen teal. Um, we had, what's the name of your motion decoy, Phil? It's uh, Lucky Duck Pulsator. Pulsator, right, right. And then we had a spinner going. It may have a different name. Yeah, it's something like that. But, you know, it squirts out the water. Because the wind was supposed to be about eight miles an hour, and it was, but with all the cattails and everything, we didn't have a lot of, um, a lot of movement on the water itself so we got set up and um we started knocking down knocking down some birds um what do you guys want to talk about kind of the first part of that hunt and some of the passes that we had and, and kills we had sure phil no <laughs> phil well the the pass that the pass you have to bring up is oh uh, the one we missed the one the <laughs> one that got away yeah digging, so, in, my, digging in my blind bag and right we're we were just setting up and everybody's kind of, you know, you're digging around and stuff. It's, oh, are you loaded? No, are you, are you okay, okay. And right then, we a up. beautiful chocolate top 
Sprig. <laughs> must have been two foot long. Two foot <laughs> long. I mean, if it was an inch, it was. It was some at ten. It just, it just at ten yards breaks on, just fluttering right there, <laughs> right towards the spinner. Did you really not have your gun loaded? Not even loaded. When you first stepped in the boat, do you remember what I told said to you? Probably load your gun. <laughs> now that you're saying that's yeah. a common mistake that people make. It's like once you get the decoys out, someone needs to have a loaded gun. And right. you were stepping in the boat, and I said, make sure you get your gun loaded. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, you know, I can't say mine wasn't. Was. <laughs> I just couldn't. I was discombobulated. I, I don't know. It was get... disbelief too. Yeah. Where it was like, what? I thought, uh, maybe... What? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so that, got away. that was a good omen, though. Um, so that one got away, and then I guess the next thing was was the ring works. Yeah, yeah the we're, we're seeing some we're yeah. seeing some birds come around. We're kind of on a channel um, where they can kind of, kind of come down. You know, birds a lot of times will go, especially um, like like divers or teal like will dive down into a cut and all of a sudden it was like they're there they're there yeah. and it was like duck, ducks and decoys ducks right. and decoys yeah so i think that that was the first volley we had now i was still farting around again i didn't even get a shot off yeah yeah um, what plagued us all day long is that when we set decided to set up so we're in our 18 foot well built with the boat blind and i was determined on this trip to be hidden with this boat line. So we set up, the wind was coming from the north. And this channel, that channel is probably 150 yards long. I mean, the channels oh, yeah. were ongoing, but you'd have like a bottleneck and you'd have an open hole that's about 150 yards long and about right. 50 yards wide. And I wanted to be setting facing east and the wind was north and west, north to south. The channel was north to south so that when yep. the ducks were coming up the channel, they weren't looking right in our eyes was the idea. But this ended up haunting us because we had divers, even some gadwall. Um, birds would come up the channel and we were so packed back in the cattails, we wouldn't see them until they were in our decoys. And mm -hmm. we probably missed five or six opportunities where if we had been, lo if we had been looking south, we'd just been killing birds like crazy. If they would have done the same thing they did. Right. Now, now we were better hidden, so maybe they would have seen us. I don't know, but it kind of plagued us all day. Um, birds just sneaking up on us and even the birds that we killed would still a lot of times kind of sneak up on us because we were just really packed back in there so the, the first opportunity we had we had five ring necks come in just land decoys we killed two um, then we had a couple of pintails come in we killed both those they happened to be hens and we decided we were coming in late we were new to this area we were just going to kill whatever came in i mean there was no let's be picky we didn't know how good it was going to be. We've never really hunted this. Well, I've, it's been nine years since I've hunted. It's like, we're killing whatever comes in. And so for the first like hour and a half, we're killing ducks at a nice little clip. Mm -hmm. um, we were, we were starting to stack them up. We got to like eight, we got to nine and we were killing a couple gadwalls, a couple green wings, a couple pintails, uh, a pretty decent shoveler. And um, we were, and about every Don't 10 minutes. It. It, that was a beautiful shoveler. Well, I, for I this care. area at this for, time of the year, it, was, for, a it was a beautiful shoveler. For California standards, it wasn't. For this time of year, it was a beautiful shoveler. Absolutely. Yeah. Your East Coast guy says beautiful shoveler. <laughs> beautiful. 
its its patch was really powdery. It had some. Yeah, that was. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was like, I took a trip to Hollywood. It was, it was beautiful. But we had a little pack of three come in, two hens, and I think all of us kind of focused on that Drake. Yeah. Um, and when Maybe we shiny compared to them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it the white was really it had white on it. So the three, I mean, and and the 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 two. Um, Gadwall, the pintails, the shellers. I mean, they were finishing. They oh, were yeah. finishing. Um, but even those birds from our right, it was hard to see. They would just kind of show up. Yeah, the, all day. So if, if facing straight ahead is 12 o'clock, there were a lot of birds that we didn't, you didn't even see them until they were at 12 or maybe even 11. And it's, yeah. it's too late. Yeah. It's too late. You know, you have a shoulder, you're done. You're not ready. And they weren't necessarily finishing, but they were 15 yards 15 away, yards. slowing down a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, boys. And yep. we just wouldn't see them. I mean, I bet you five passes that happened over yeah. a couple birds. It was just over and over. To the point where I got out and started to, like, try to break down some of the cattails because it was just happening so frequently that it was frustrating. But we were putting birds down at a pretty good clip. Um, and like I said, just no one else around. The dogs were doing a great job, and then the snow came. The heavens open. Yeah. Yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. We knew it was supposed to snow, but it just dumped snow. I mean, it was wet, thick, and that pretty much ended, ended the hunt, honestly. Mm-hmm. Pretty much ended the hunt. Well, it also it went from, like, a novelty where it's a real pain in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> it went from, oh, look at this. It's snowing, pretty. It's snowing in October. Like, look, <laughs> oh, we're going to be killing some birds in the snow to just dumping down snow to the point where visibility is like socked in. Right. And yeah. every time, you know, on the brim of your hat, you're like, there's an inch and a half of snow. Yeah, there. really. And I, I looked over like, at Phil's and I'm like, there was like three inches on the rim of the hat. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and then the decoys just turned into these white blobs. I was camouflage. Well, you were. You were, you were perfect to <laughs> camouflage. Uh, you know, so we, we knocked snow off the decoys once. You, by the time you're back in the boat blind, you're like, they're already white. They're yeah. already turning white again. Yeah. And then we went out and knocked snow yeah. off again. And then, and finally picked them up. Finally, then <laughs> they, you know, after that, we waited a little bit and said, "Okay, we got the pulsator, we got a spinner. Let's see if we can get anything in with just that." And be, because they really were, the 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 decoys had an inch of snow at, yeah. you know, every every thirty minutes, right. where it covered. 
Not just like, well, uh, that mallet. No duck is going to decoy no, it. No, no. So, um, so we tried that. We had soup. That was nice. It was nice. Uh, and we didn't, we didn't eat it straight from the can. So no, no cancer for us. So no can. So I, yeah. so so we can announce. Survive that. another day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we can announce that we had zero carcinogens today. <laughs> oh, I had a little in a bottle I put in there. You guys didn't see. <laughs> little dropper. Yeah. <laughs> I've been shaving that liner off the inside of those cans for months. Had the skull and crossbones in it. Doop, doop, doop. I'll take chunky sirloin. You sure will. <laughs> oh, but so at some point we were just like, you know what? Let's just, I mean, because this was a heavy, wet snow. And so it was just getting all over us. Boats full. Yeah, yeah, and the boat became even that much heavier getting out of there, and and it was a beautiful snow, but I think that was about two o'clock that we were like, let's just go back because at, at that point we we're gonna have to totally dry out, rearrange everything, and so mm -hmm. we got got out of there and drove back, reorganized everything, and just hanging out at the Airbnb, and I, I love that about a hunting trip. I want downtime at a hunting. I don't want to grow. I don't want to come back from hunting trips and feel like I haven't slept at all. I mean, I'm good with getting up early, but I just, I can't do like some guys, like they scout and hunt every second of every day. And they're, I have to have some downtime. Mm -hmm. That's part of it for me. That's part of the enjoyment for me is a little relaxation. Yeah. So, we watched some football, you yeah. know, that's like, we, we slowed down a little. Right. You know? Yeah. Went out to eat tonight. Yeah, just taking it easy. At the dogs. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a good day. So tomorrow, uh, the the bad thing about it is we really did not get to explore today. We didn't go very far before we set up. And then by the time we were coming out, the boat was going about three miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just so weighted down. And even, even if we had been able to explore, the visibility was still like nothing. We, we wouldn't have been able to. So we just went straight back to the boat. But... But about, I'd say, 150 yards to the north of us, it seemed like there was a streamline of ducks. There was mm -hmm. more activity. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go back in the morning, get out there at first light, kind of in the same area we're hunting, but a little farther in, and see how it goes. And, and hopefully tomorrow we can do some more exploring, and we still have a couple days left. So we're optimistic. We ended up with nine on the day. I think it was two ringnecks, two pintails, shoveler, Couple green wings, couple gadwalls, yeah. something like that. Yep, yep. Just a real mix of of gray ducks. So we really, really enjoyed the hunt. We didn't know what we were going to be getting into out here. And Matt and I had been skunked like seven times in a row together from last year. We have. Mm -hmm. That was that. So we was pretty brutal. We got the bad taste yeah. out of my. It day. was an enjoyable day. It was a very enjoyable day. It was. It was. I mean, it was nice. We got the skunk off early. Yeah, you know, it's like mm -hmm. the. The ringnecks came in within a few minutes of actually being set up, so that always that's always nice. What I'm um, looking for, something getting the skunk off the yeah, you know, where you're like we, we got Matt we got came to Kansas boat. several times last year. Stayed at my house probably how many days? Like 10, 11, 12 Yeah, it was right? almost two weeks. We, yeah, but, and we enjoyed it. We loved every minute of it. It was like skunk, 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 skunk. <laughs> I mean, 
you'll never you can come back to Kansas for twenty years from you'll never experience that. Yeah, yeah, no, it it was. (laughs) We tried. It was something. No, and it wasn't from lack of trying. No, we tried. It's just we busted holes in ice. We did. We (laughs) did it all. But this hunt was really enjoyable. Was like you know, overall, just kind of getting to a new place. We got nine birds. Mm -hmm. And. Everybody shot birds. Yep. Yeah. You know, Three like where it was like, you know, you want to talk like a little, like a gentleman shoot where it was kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, good. Phil got some. Oh, good. You know, Elliot yeah. put that down. It wasn't like, okay, well, if, you, my could, bird. if you could leave something for the rest of us, be, yeah. you know, like, stop killing them all, Phil. <laughs> right. Where you're just like, well, Phil got them all. Although there was multiple times when I'd heard Phil say, yeah, you can take that one. That's true. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Phil on his list probably kind of like shot six today. <laughs> probably he's like he's like Mac. I know. <laughs> he's still got it, skunk. He he's doesn't still... know it. <laughs> Sit beside me and call split, Matt. <laughs> well, I didn't even shoot at the diver, so you can't call him. Call him. No, that's true. I <laughs> I can water swat. <laughs> you certainly no. did. So here's what I would personally like to see tomorrow. I want to shoot. I'm hoping we kill at least 12 tomorrow, but I want some visuals. A big part of waterfowl hunting for me is visuals, and we missed out on that today because we couldn't see them coming up that channel. If you see them, if we had been facing them and they're coming, that's just so exciting when they do that. And so what I want, what I'd like to see tomorrow is 12 ducks at least and more visuals, the visual stimulus of what we kill. Yep. Let's hope they respond to the call better today tomorrow right. than they did today i don't know if it was just the weather front coming through or what but they didn't, didn't seem to really respond right. very well right and we didn't see many mallards maybe it'll be more tomorrow because we've had this massive front and sometimes yeah. those mallards will come in kind of on the back end of it and so who knows we can go out tomorrow and we could be killing mallards we did see some and we saw some that were close we had three to almost take our heads off from behind you could have you could have jumped up and caught one. No, no, I can't jump very high. <laughs> <laughs> you know, white man I can't. I don't. Jump. I don't believe that. <laughs> Anything you guys would like to have happen tomorrow? Kind of what your expectations are for tomorrow, son? I'm like you. I, I want to see. I want to see a six pack of mallards land in the decoy. Yeah, that would be that's nice. what I want to see. Yeah. And we all get an opportunity. Yeah. To take a green. Yeah. That's what I like. Right. Yeah. If I could get a coot, a coot. Well, I shot a coot limit today, so we're gonna be <laughs> we're gonna be eating coot souffle. Coot souffle tomorrow. Who's this we? Mouse in your pocket, right? I'm gonna be like, oh, we're having sausage. It's fine. Just eat it. Uh, no, I'd like to get a a, a, a pretty Drake uh, green wing deal mm. like that. That I'll, yeah. There was one today. We missed it. We did. We, we had two we plop in. One was a hen and one was a drake. And they we flushed them up. And I'm telling you, I have never seen that drake was like bobbing and weaving like an X-wing fighter. Like, shh, 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 yeah. shh. Yeah. It was crazy. It was like Star Wars. It was, you know, like, <laughs> where, like, where it was almost like because like he, he was so low. It was almost like he was dodging the decoys when he was flying. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. So yeah. I would like to, if we could get, if I could get one of those, uh, that, that would make me happy. Yeah. 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 And they eat good and you can mix it in with the coot. 
and, <laughs> and it brings it up a bit. <laughs> well, either of you guys have anything else you want to add in before we sign off here? No, I'm excited for tomorrow. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we have at least two more days. We've got Sunday, Monday, and we can always hunt a little on Tuesday if we decide to. So we still have a big part of our trip left. The next podcast that comes out Thursday is going to be us talking again about tomorrow's hunt. So be ready for that and tune back in to follow our travels up here on the Missouri River. Thank you guys for listening. Until next time, you've listened to another episode of the North American Waterfowler Podcast.